Hey, welcome back to another episode of I Didn't Know It Was Going to Be This Hard. Um, Kimberly, always. <clears throat> so, something else I wanted to talk about, um, as a new parent especially, um, I thought that I was not going to have postpartum depression, um, I don't know why I thought this. I thought that I was, like, so strong and so strong-minded. And, like, I had, I still have a fantastic support system. Um, but there's nothing that will prepare you for how crazy your emotions are going to be. Um, I went into the hospital for a scheduled induction and I I guess my body didn't react very well which a lot of women their body doesn't react very well to scheduled inductions because baby's not ready but if I had gone another week then it would have been a very a very bad thing because I probably could have killed the baby the baby's health could have declined um, and all that stuff, all that other stuff, it would have been like pretty bad for me too. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and schedule this because he's obviously not wanting to come. Um, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cry. Um, I went in and they gave me all the medication to, um, induce labor. And the first, <clears throat> The first few hours were fine. Um, I started experiencing, you know, labor pains. Um, they were pretty mild at first. And then, like, within 30 minutes of that, like, mild, it got really, really intense. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was just, like, riding this out. And they were monitor monitoring the baby's heart rate. And his heart rate kept... <clears throat> His heart rate kept dipping down whenever I would, like, have contractions. And that was so scary. And they are like, um, so if this keeps happening, we're going to let it happen two more times. But if it keeps happening, we're going to have to have an emergency C-section. And, oh my god, I started crying. Absolutely started crying. So they had me shifting around, um... I had to be on my hands and knees for like two hours <laughs> because that was the only way that I was getting my baby to keep his heart rate up because that was the only way he was comfortable. And I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> was not in the best shape. Um, let's see. Then, of course, um, they had me shift around and like, well, let's try on your side again. That didn't work. The heart rate dropped again. And they came in and they said one more time. And then we're going to have to do it and do a scheduled C-section. And I was like, okay, okay. And they had me sign some paperwork. I had to get an epidural. <laughs> and I was so terrified beyond terrified I was in so much pain like I was having 
I should have been in active labor pains, but I only dilated to two centimeters. And that was it. Um, that was all my body wanted to do. And that really, really sucked. <laughs> um, and then my water broke. And I pressed the button. And I was like, oh my God, my water broke. And like shortly after my baby's heart rate dipped again and they came in, like so many people came in the room at one time. And they're like, we're going to have to get you to the surgery room, like, ASAP. And at that point, I was just crying. I was like, please, I don't want my baby to die. I'm so sorry. So we go in there. And I'm on all kinds of drugs at that point. <laughs> and I was just so out of it. And the room is so bright. I'm really sorry. Um, I felt so cold, but so hot at the same time, and I was just shaking, like, uncontrollably. And, you know, like, during this time, it was during COVID, so I didn't have a lot of people with me. I just had my husband. And they wheeled me to the surgery room. Of course, my husband couldn't be there directly. They had to, like wait a little bit, like, get me situated on the table, get me comfortable, um, and this was the funny part, like, they were touching my legs to make sure I couldn't feel anything, and, like, I could tell he was touching me, but I didn't feel any pain, because they were using a toothpick to poke on me, like, something sharp, and they're like, do you feel this, and I was like, no, but I know you're touching me. And they touched my leg, and they're like, do you feel this? And I was like, it just feels like spaghetti. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was that was what I associated the sensation with, was like wet spaghetti. <laughs> and everybody in the surgery room was laughing so hard. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm just, I'm really hungry. <laughs> and of course that makes everybody laugh a little bit more. And my husband comes in, I didn't even see him, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was not making any sense. Um, and then, so they're, they're prepping the area for surgery. And they get ready to, like, cut me open. And we're like, okay, let us know if you feel anything sharp. Of course, like, I knew I wasn't going to feel anything at all. Because I didn't feel them poking on me. But I knew they were touching me. And, um, my God. They're just like, okay, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure. And... And they yanked my baby out. And it turns out the cord was, like, wrapped around his neck. So they think that that's what was causing, like, the heart rate to dip. Which is so terrifying. Because there was, like, a couple of months where, like, they had moved buildings to, like, do my regular checkups. And they lost a bunch of patient um, schedules, including mine. And so I went a couple of months without having any kind of checkup. And I called them, I was like, hey, I don't know if this is normal or not, but um, I haven't been in in like three months, so like I missed my whole second trimester of checkups. And they're like, oh my god, you need to come in now. I'm like, I came in that day. <laughs> and um, they they just apologized, they're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, we tried to move everything from here to there, and like, this has happened to a lot of people, and I was like, well... Don't you think that that's kind of dangerous because I'm a new mom and, like, 
I don't know what's going on. And I was so angry. Because, <laughs> like, what what if they had found that beforehand? You know, I mean, I know you can't see everything in ultrasound. But it was just crazy. Oh, and, like, the worst part about doing the checkups is I thought my husband was going to be able to be in the ultrasound room with me when we found out the gender and we go in and they actually let him come into the front office and I'm filling out paperwork and they look at him and they're like you can't go up there and I looked at him and was like what (laughs) and they're like you can't go you can't go up with him and I was just crying I was like I can't do this because I didn't want to be by myself Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is going to be so hard to listen to. Um, I didn't want to be by myself. I was terrified. Because what if they told me that there was something wrong? Or they found out that the that our child wasn't like living anymore? Oh my god, I wouldn't have been able to walk out. Oh, hang on, let me calm down. <laughs> But I mean, uh, that was difficult. And it was so hard for me to, like, be okay. And when I walked in, and they were like, oh, honey, what's wrong? I was like, I want my husband. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And I could tell the ultrasound tech felt horrible. She felt so bad. Um, and she wanted to give me a hug, but she couldn't because it's during a pandemic. Everybody's, like, terrified of getting sick. And um, they had me FaceTime him, which, you know, it isn't the same as being in the room and seeing. But... Um, we found out we were having a boy. And oh, my husband cried. He cried. He was just so excited. I was like, we're having a boy. <laughs> and we had already picked out the first name for the boy. But we hadn't picked out a middle name. And we wanted a middle name. And um, on the way home, I just say the, say the name Alexander. And he's like, that's it. That's the one. And yeah, that's how we got the middle name of our child. It just randomly popped into my head. And he was like, oh, I thought about that as a middle name too. So I was like, well, there you go. And um, gosh, that was such an emotional experience. It still is. It still lives in my brain. Like it just happened yesterday, even though it's been a year and a couple of months ago. <laughs> um, but yeah. That, like that was scary. It was so scary being in the hospital and hearing them say like your baby's heart rate's dropping. We have to get you into surgery. Um, that, that was also my first major surgery. <laughs> that was insane. And um, I would say another thing that happened that was just kind of, it still irks me. I know I shouldn't hold on to it, but I do. (laughs) 
Um, I wanted to breastfeed. And, of course, your breast milk's not coming in, you know, right after you have the baby. So, the baby's weight's dropping and you're not producing anything. And the hospital staff is like, well, we can't send you home until you're able to produce milk. And the doctor that came in verbatim told me, um, they were giving me uh, donor milk, by the way, donor breast milk. Uh, the doctor came in and said, well, we're going to send you home with some donor milk and it should last you until your milk comes in. And I have the prescription for this breast milk. And there, I, I tell them, I was like, if my milk doesn't come in, then we're going to get formula and we're going to feed him formula. And the doctors and nurses were like, okay, that's a great plan. Um, well, of course... My husband's tired, I'm tired, I'm still coming down from the epidural and other medications that they had me on, and like just trying to recover from a major surgery. Well, they sent us home, but they didn't send us home with that prescribed donor milk. And by the time we get home and we're unpacking everything, I'm like, where's the, where's the breast milk at? We didn't get it. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean we didn't get it? I was like, they didn't send it home with us and I'm at this point crying I'm crying so hard because I'm like I can't Ooh, I can't feed my baby because I don't have any milk and that is the most heart wrenching thing you can ever experience and we call the hospital and my husband's like Hey, y'all prescribed us this breast milk and we didn't get sent home with it. And this is a fucking hospital. They're like, uh, we don't prescribe that. And I'm like, I have it in a prescription right here with the doctor's name on it. And they would not give us that breast milk. And, oh, my husband was so mad. So he had to drive an hour back up to that hospital with that prescription in his hand. And he's like, we have it right here. And these a-holes sent him home with a freaking formula. And I was so pissed off. I was so ticked off. But, you know, I had to feed my baby. So, I'm feeding him formula and I'm crying. Because that's not what I wanted to do. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Um, so, I also feel like, I also feel like that that's why I couldn't continue to breastfeed when my milk came in. Because um, I know, I don't think he got as full on my breast milk as he did the formula. You know, I think he was kind of like rejecting it. Because it didn't taste like what he tasted before. Um, and you know, I I know that babies, like, they, they burn through breast milk faster than they burn through formula. Just because it um, breaks down a lot faster. Like, the fats break down faster in breast milk than they do in formula. But I was, I was able to breastfeed them for a month. And maybe long, maybe two months. And 
I just stopped producing as much, and it became really hard to continue to do that, and then I had to switch to formula, and that's oh, so hard, and uh, yeah, it just kind of sucked, <laughs> it just really, really sucked, but um, uh, needless to say, I'm not going to that hospital again. Like, the surgery team was fantastic. Loved it. But the aftercare was not great. Like, they were so rude and very unhelpful. And just just kind of condescending toward you. And for them to not give us that breast milk that was prescribed to us and sent home with... For my husband to go back up there with the papers and say, this is what we prescribed. And for them to send him home with formula. Oh, it was awful. It's awful. Um, in case you're wondering, it's U-A-M-S. <laughs> um, so if you plan on breastfeeding, I don't recommend going there. <laughs> um, but... You know, I mean, we still have a very healthy baby, and he's fine, we're fine. It's just, it's a difficult experience, so, you know, just some something to expect. Like, don't expect everything to be alright, all the time. Um, I, I'm really sorry for, like, crying through most of that. It's just something that's kind of difficult for me to talk about. But maybe, maybe that's something you experience. Maybe you're thinking about having a baby <laughs> and you just kind of want to know what's something that I should be expecting. Like, that's definitely something you should expect. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's all. I'm sorry that this episode's kind of hard to listen to. Um, but yeah, so have a good one.